Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast, where every day is a great day to be happy and do better. I want to start the episode by thanking you for being such a great friend, employee, family member, parent, and most importantly, best friend. Best friends are people that we value in life that have a significant impact on how we view the world. Not only does being a best friend mean you're someone shoulder to cry on at the lowest of lows, but you're also the same person they run to to celebrate the highest of highs. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while now, but always had this overwhelming thought I'd be wasting my time. But my best friend, Lilia DeGemma, who has always been my biggest supporter and my biggest motivation, was there to reassure me she'd be listening. <laughs> so hey, Lilia. Everyone deserves a best friend like you, and someone they can go to no matter what, who's not only understanding and thoughtful, but encourages you to do things out of your comfort zone, because it's the only way you're going to grow. And with that, I'm your host, Sailor Hamilton. And before we dive into today's episode, I need you to take a deep breath in. And now out. Pick any three objects within vicinity and state out loud exactly what they are. I'll do it with you. That is a chair. That is a desk. That is a computer. Now that I have you in your most mindful and calm state, let's dive in. Today I'm going to be discussing the importance of living an authentic life true to you, your values, morals, and goals. How you can ensure you're living a life true to you is making sure how you respond under pressure, distress, and perform while your subconscious is being triggered is all the same as you would as if you were in your most relaxed state on an island with a drink in your hand without a worry in the world. How will you ever achieve that, you may ask? Let's start with the composition of the human brain and how it plays a role in how you think, act, and make decisions using two different systems that each have their own benefit but do not work simultaneously. The first system is the sympathetic nervous system, also known as the automatic nervous system, which controls your fight, flight, or freeze response and prepares the body for strenuous physical activity or dangerous situations. The second system is the parasympathetic nervous system, which regulates rest and digestion, influences breathing, heart rate, and is essential for mental health and wellness. Your brain automatically responds naturally with the first system, the sympathetic nervous system, which can also be thought of as an emotional response or your fight or flight response. And how you respond is based off of cues and triggers from your subconscious that was developed by your past experiences and basic survival skills passed down by generations. Only after your body relaxes from the fight or flight response is it able to think logistically and rationally with the parasympathetic system. Here's an example of how this may affect you. I know we all often find ourselves replaying conversations hours or days after in our head of what we could have said differently, and that's due to the nature of the brain. Only being able to utilize one system at a time, only after the fact, once you've changed the triggers, cues, and environment, will your brain be able to think with the second system, parasympathetic, known for rationalizing and logic. Rather than responding based on emotions, I challenge you to incorporate one of the tips, tricks, and hacks that we're going to discuss today into your daily routine to limit your responsiveness from emotional to logical and rational. 
Ways to calm your parasympathetic nervous system to reduce stress and relax the body to ensure you're thinking rationally include cold exposure, so splashing cold water on your face, taking a cold shower, ice rolling your face, putting ice against your face, submerging your mouth and tongue with a cold beverage or ice, going outside to get some fresh air with lighter clothes on, by breathing, slow, deep, rhythmic belly breathing, Sleep, ensuring that the quality and quantity of your sleep is sufficient and that you're practicing good sleep hygiene. Have a night routine to send signals to your body indicating it's time to rest. Try sleeping on your right side. That is where the vagus nerve is, which is responsible for sending signals and communicating from your brain to your organs and up back to your brain. It runs right down the right side of the neck and therefore sleeping on it could activate it. Avoid sleeping on your back though that makes it worse. Try activities like meditating, mindfulness activities, yoga, progressive relaxation, spend time in nature, any mind exercises to stimulate gut flow and the vagus nerve. You can also adjust your diet so you have a healthy gut. Bacteria in your gut improves the brain function by affecting the vagus nerve and can be attained by adding a probiotic into your diet, eating yogurt, kombucha, sauerkraut, dark chocolate, pickles, olives, raw cheese, and miso. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for the body, and your body can't produce them on its own, but it is necessary for brain health. Research supports that finding omega-3 fatty acids increase vagal tone and vagal activity by lowering heart rate and increasing heart rate variability. For your cognitive thoughts, if you think positive thoughts about yourself and others, that can also assist Focusing on soothing words like calm and peace. Use visualizations. Picture yourself in a peaceful place that you love, such as the beach. And use all your senses to visualize the place in your imagination. Hear sounds of waves. Feel the breeze on your neck or face. Smell the scent of flowers or salt water. You can engage in repetitive prayer or positive mantra journal, or make a list of what you're grateful for each day. Singing, humming, chanting, and gargling also activates the vagus nerve connected to your vocal cords and muscles at the back of your throat. And hum your favorite tune, or by making a vu or om sound to simulate your vocal cords. And it aids in long, slow exhalation. Practice speaking slowly rhythmatically, and as if you're soothing a young child or a pet. Massages also activate the vagus nerve, gently massaging up and down the sinuses located on the sides of your neck can stimulate the vagus nerve. Massaging the skin behind your ear by placing your finger there and gently rubbing up and then down. Foot massages are known to increase vagal inflection and heart rate variability. Or you can treat yourself to a massage by a qualified practitioner. You can also do fun things. Not that these things weren't fun, but engaging in positive social relationships, laughing out loud. A full belly laugh stimulates the vagus nerve and it's contagious. Playing with animals or children, doing something you enjoy, like a hobby. Even touching your lips has parasympathetic fibers throughout them, so... And I'm not saying that by kissing your boyfriend or singing your favorite tune is going to completely change your response from emotional to rational. 
but try some of these techniques out and start to see a difference in your emotional reactions and responses and begin to think more clearly and logistically. In no time, you'll have complete control over your responses and they'll start to align with who you are more and who you want to become. The brain is one of the most complex muscles there is and it can be a bit overwhelming trying to understand how it works. I like to compare the brain to a ship or a train. If there's no conductor or anyone in control over the ship, it's going to go off the rails and sink. Your brain's the same way. Unless you're actively trying to control your thoughts and ensuring that they're positive, your brain will automatically coast negative, and it will spiral. Your brain's a muscle, and like every other muscle in your body, it has to get trained at the gym differently by doing a different exercise. Your brain needs to be treated the same. The more you train your brain to think positively and develop solutions rather than excuses, the more your automatic response will be positive solutions. Focus on the things you can control, not the things that you can't. And you will see results in no time. Your mental health will improve along with your ability to approach and manage conflict and problems with solutions. Everything that happens in life isn't to you, it's for you. And it should be looked at that from the lens of younger you curious and what the lesson is trying to teach you could you use some more patience be more resilient to change is there a boundary that needs to be set somewhere someone from your life that's toxic or draining that can be removed or limited exposure what you do essentially your habits shape who you are and it defines your identity which then determines your habits and your actions which then determines the person you are whether you're satisfied or not with who you are everyone can get one percent better each day So I hope that you are looking to always become better and try to learn new things and find new habits because each new action you take has the potential to be your favorite and every little thing you do each day down to the way you talk to yourself and view the world results in this big crazy timeline called your life. The worst thing you can do is be a backseat driver in your own life. Take control and realize no one else's opinion matters more than your own. You're stuck with your thoughts your entire life. Make your brain a nice place to be while you're here. It's the least you can do. When people try to change something about themselves or their life, it's usually often drastic or extreme, and it's about the procedure or the outcome or the result, not their identity or what actions they were taking to get there. You had to complete and follow through with the habits to cause the unsatisfied result, and these changes result in short-term rather than long-term results. For example, If the goal is to lose weight, doing some crazy or extreme fad diet that's not realistic to stick to won't be able to give you long-term results in a year. Going to the gym for an hour every day a week isn't realistic if you've never gone to the gym before. Each new habit can be overwhelming. That's why it's best to start with baby steps. Going to the gym and walking on the treadmill while educating on different muscles in the body and different exercises to target them is a great step. When you restrict yourself from things you really enjoy rather than rewarding yourself for taking the strides in the right direction, essentially, your brain feels like it's being punished. In order to see long-term results, you need to change the why. Why you're doing the things you want to change so badly in the first place. Is it deeper rooted than you think? If you like sweets, find a healthy substitute like sugar-free or low-sugar candy, fruit, or flavored water. If you find yourself overeating, are you getting all the vitamins and nutrients your body needs from your diet? Could you benefit from adding supplements? Are you hydrated enough? Are you eating because you're bored or stressed? Could you focus your attention on something different or direct your attention to a new hobby? Could you change something about your environment or routine to make it more difficult to overeat or snack? 
get smaller plates for smaller portions. Don't go to the grocery store hungry and make a list of what you're getting ahead of time. No matter how small the step, it's still a step in the right direction. You should always have a reward response for your brain after taking strides in the right direction. Otherwise, results won't last. Don't choose contradicting rewards like eating snacks after working out. Choose something more towards long-term growth in the person you want to be, like your new favorite protein shake post-workout, or read one to five pages of your favorite book after you complete a set. Get a pedicure after a week of going to the gym for one hour, or try a new protein bar you've been wanting to try. Buy that new workout equipment or the gym outfit that you've been stuck on. Each stride in the right direction needs and deserves a reward response. Otherwise, changes won't last. Any small action that brings you joy and sends dopamine to your brain. If you're still having trouble sticking to habits, try getting something to hold you accountable, like a friend or family member. Not someone who's a morning person, but you want to be? Try putting your alarm clock or your phone across the room, or having someone you have to text every morning at 5 a.m., or you have to Venmo them $100. Getting into a morning routine of all your favorite rituals, so when you wake up, you look forward to it. Some of my favorite examples include reading, journaling, making a special protein shake or an iced coffee, listening to music, specifically happy music, cooking a breakfast you really enjoy, going to work out, going on a walk, taking a cold shower, having a makeup routine that you enjoy, a skincare routine, or a hair routine. There are millions of different routines. In order to change, you need to focus on identifying why you're doing something, like overeating due to stress or not working out due to lack of motivation or laziness. If you have distractions or you make up excuses, try changing your routine, making it easier or more convenient, changing your environment to making it satisfying. Make a to-do list and check it off as you go, or an app on your phone to record. I personally like the app Routines and Day Stamp to keep track of what I do each day. If you don't know where to start at the gym, find workouts on Pinterest and make a board. Make a note in your phone of workouts on Google. Text yourself TikToks. Research online and print images to bring. Read books and bring those. Read on the treadmill. Use images as references. If you're eating out a lot, try leaving your wallet at home. If you don't enjoy cooking, make simple three-ingredient meals. Prep them ahead of time so it's grab-and-go, mix-and-match, seasonings and sauces, vegetables and protein and carbs. Or, if it's due to lack of food in the house, try getting your groceries delivered. Then, focus on the action of why and how you got to where you are. So if your action or your habit is not working out and not reading or not eating the right foods or you're eating a lot, is it because you're overeating? Not getting everything you need in your diet? Other health concerns going on? You can't expect change to your identity, like being a gym person or a morning person, or expect to see results in the gym if you only focus on the outcome, working out and waking up at 4am. Because with your current standards, you'll burn out. You need to change your standards for yourself. Now, we discussed a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please reach out to me via Instagram at the period best friends podcast or on Twitter at the best F podcast, or you can email me your best friend sailor at gmail.com. I want to leave you with questions to ask yourself and reflect upon throughout the day. And if you journal, feel free to write them down. How much time a day do you spend on you? Are you satisfied with the time you're dedicating to yourself? Who are you? Are you satisfied with who you are? 
How are you showing up for yourself? Could you be showing up for yourself more? What do you value? What makes you you? What are you grateful for? What did you learn today? What went well? What didn't go well? What could you improve for tomorrow? And that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned for more helpful tips from one best friend to another. With lots of love, your host, Sailor Hamilton. I'm going to leave you with a gentle reminder. Your brain is a muscle that you need to be actively training. I look forward to helping you train your thoughts and your brain. But until next time, take good care of it for me. And remember, all your friends should be your best friend. See you next time.